Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA story time. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA Storytime every week, then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA Storytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24 7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, what's up? want to take a quick second to let you guys know that our podcast is supported by Anchor. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm doing this ad from my phone as we speak. Anchor will will distribute, sorry, your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Evidently, I can't talk. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Wash Up Walk-Ons fans, we have a treat for episode 96 today. Over an hour of Sean Welsh Hawkeye content. The good old boy from Dayton, Ohio. A guy we spent five years with in the program, made a ton of memories with, knows everything that we went through. And uh, he's got some good stuff to talk about. Let's have a day. Let's go. Welcome back, Wash Up Walk-Ons fans, to another episode of the podcast. This is number 96, and uh, we're joined today again by uh, another one of our teammates, former teammates, 
uh, a guy that we all have enough respect for that we call him father. Uh, I don't, I don't really know how else to describe this guy. He just kind of feels like the father of our whole recruiting class. He was just kind of like, I don't know, one of the, one of the staple figures in the family. And, uh, it's going to be a, a pleasure to have a, a conversation with him. Um, Sean, welcome on, man. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a, uh, big honor. You know, I, as we were, talking a little bit earlier about you know podcasts i listen to you guys pretty much weekly religiously um during the week during the season so that's uh, you know when i whenever i miss a game it's how i stay you know up to date that's a that's a good way to stay up to date yeah man um daddy welsh that's what i that's i i sean daddy that's what i call him man i that's... don't know why it is the way it is and i'm glad you brought that up drake for some reason I mean, in the locker room, there's a way you greeted every every guy. Every every guy had a way to greet another guy. And for most people, if definitely for me, Sean walks through the door and I was it was Daddy Welsh, what's up? And yeah. I don't know why. Where did it start, Sean? It had to be Ike, right? Yeah, I so Ike, you know, one thing I noticed with Ike is he's he's got the He's, he's really creative with his, like, his vocabulary. Like, he, he just – he comes up with stuff, nicknames or words. And it sticks. Things. Yeah, and it sticks. Well, the interesting thing is – so my dad, he he was he – was, he played rugby in college. That was yeah. his thing. Um, and his nickname, I think – I remember my mom telling me, was Grandpa. Wow. Um, so it might be something I get for him. Yeah, I, I'm one, you know, step down on. You just literally look, just looking at you right here on the camera. You know, the the polo shirt, the, the nice, the nice yeah. blonde hair. You just look like the great American father, and that's just kind of your your daddy, your Sean daddy. I don't know. I, you know what? I, I I try to run a you know clean show here. You know, just we don't high and tight. Yeah. So. Man, you're 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 right about that. Something about Ike Butker, just the way he's just a he's funny man, and just, just a polarite. Like he he the way he says things, it just it just sticks. When he started saying elite, everyone started saying elite. Stallion, everyone was now a stallion. Like I, whatever he said, I just went with. He was just one of those guys. He's he's a uh, he's a great guy, and yeah, he's I mean, it's, he's a trend center with like you know I, I just for sure. The five years that we were there, like there was like there'd be one word that would be going around the locker room, like somebody would be saying it's just a new word for something, or um, yeah, I, I, it it always seemed like he was kind of the trendsetter there. Talk about you guys coming in together and your relationship with him, being able to go through five years, half a decade with with us, the same guy, and in the same position group, the same meeting room. And uh, and what Ike kind of helped you out with, and in the relationship you guys had, what what was that like? Yeah, I mean, the the thing, like, uh, you know, another thing about Ike is like, and I, I think it's one thing I noticed when I first came to Iowa was how just like over the top kind and nice folks are. But and Ike really kind of embodied that. He's a really kind guy. Um, he's always, you know, bringing other folks along, um, you know, no matter what the situation is, um, you know, he, so yeah, five years together. Um, and you share, you know, you share a lot, you share successes, you share, 
um, you know, hardships, um, you know, the, the, those game simulators when you're a big fella. Ooh. Um, <laughs> How about the stations in sixties when you're a big fella? No, they're, they're, they're not, they're not ideal, but you know what, if it, once you get a little, you know, later you, you find out with those sixties you just gotta, you know, there's a, there's a technique, there's a system, there's to a it. huge technique to it. There's a system. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's, it's little things like, you, you know, that you share together, um, which, you know, they're great. And, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm so happy to, you know, see him and, and Katie, you know, um, they're, they're, they're great. They're, um, you know, just, they're growing up and making me feel like, you know, I got to get things moving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my guy Ike is, uh, within minutes, minutes. Of dropping out a kid, man. It's. Wow. He Why? he has this a little stallion, absolutely cooking in the, the oven. The oven is got steam coming out of it. They, yeah, I mean, at this point, the oven's basically turned off, and they're just waiting to pull it out. Like it's like it's Christmas dinner, and not quite the whole family hasn't arrived yet. And then when they do, dinner served. Um, yeah, you know, I think if anybody, except we don't condone eating babies. Yeah, That's don't weird. eat kids though. <laughs> Yeah, I think if anybody's like qualified to be a dad, it's it's him. I mean, just you know. imagine having Ike as your father. I can't, I can't, because having Ike as my friend is awesome, but like having him as my dad, I'd be like, that'd be insane. Ike is the kind of dad who, when you like, when his kid, because he's having a boy, right? Yeah, yeah. When his kid grows up and like fucks up his kid is going to feel so bad for letting Ike down. True. That's that. And that's really, that's the way it True. is. Um, he's going to be the cool dad for sure. He, for sure. hundred percent. Katie's going to have to be the, the, the mean one of the two. And you have to, because if somebody doesn't keep him straight and Ike is, I don't know, he's so lovable, man. No, yeah. he's the best. But um, five years with Ike, that's, it definitely, it's so fun to get somebody in, in on the podcast you know we've had a lot of guests recently some around our age some were older younger um you were in our class and to have someone who ran the gamut with us front to front to back and know the exact everything that happened during our years is fun take us back to 2011 2012 high school sean welsh in in ohio um where where was your mind at as a high school football player and what were what was the goals what was kind of going on with with Sean back then and how did how did the Hawkeyes come onto your radar yeah so um yeah I, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit uh so you know I grew up in southwestern Ohio just south of uh Dayton kind of near Dayton Cincinnati there um and, you know, Ohio is – football is just, you know, it's a huge thing there. It's, it's, it's part of – you know, especially high school football. The Buckeyes are huge. Um, but high school football is, is just really a big thing um, in Ohio. And um, it, it has been for, for a really long time. Um, and for me, you know, I, I grew up a huge Ohio State fan. Um, you know, I, I remember – I think my first game was 2002 there. Uh, they beat Michigan to go to the Fiesta Bowl. And I remember they were like, it was one of those, the last, one of the last years they were letting people like tear down the, the goalposts. And oh stuff. boy. Yeah. 
Um, Jealous. But, I would have loved to have been a part of tearing down a goalpost. Oh my gosh. It, it looked like and what they would do. Yeah. They would take it, they would carry it down. And then they're in the Capitol. I, I think they would, they'd walk it down high street and then they would throw it on the, the front lawn of the Capitol building. That's insane. Like it, it used to be a tradition there, but, uh, um, Can you imagine no. if they allowed us to take the goalposts out of Kinnick, how rowdy some of those wins would have gotten? Oh, boy. Oh, they, they were rowdy enough as is. <laughs> I know they were. We'll get into that. We, we'd have been throwing midgets through the goalpost at Summit. <laughs> yeah, it's – um we, we I mean, the, some of those – yeah, those wins. And when they would rush the field, man, it was uh, like claustrophobic, man. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to talk for days. But – um. No, yeah, grew up a huge Buckeye fan. Um, really only knew of the Hawkeyes when they would play Ohio right. State. Um, and, you know, get into high school and things start kind of progressing for me. I, I started um, going to camps at a lot of Mac schools. So you're, you know, um, like a Bowling Green or yep. Ohio State would have big camp and all the Mac schools would run it. Um, mm-hmm. So you would have the coaches there and, the Mac, yeah, it's, it's Division One, but it's where a lot of guys, if they want it, at least in Ohio, um, at the time when I was there, they want to kind of get things rolling to get up to the next level. You start with the Mac offer, you get that first Mac offer, and things kind of get rolling for you. And I got my first offer from uh, Bowling Green. Uh, and that was a real, you know, um, huge relief for me, a huge kind of, I'd put in a lot of work um, getting, you know, ready for those camps and a lot of traveling, um, you know, I'd go up to Michigan state and all over the place and all over the Midwest, but, um, got that first offer and things started rolling. A couple other Mac offers rolled in. Um, and I, I don't even remember what my ranking was. Do they still do stars like for, Oh yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, I was either like a two or a three star. I mean, nothing spectacular, a little stumpy guy from Southern Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great so 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 on that point yes heart don't have stars first of all sean and we're making a t-shirt and now that you say that we got to get you a heart don't have stars we'll t-shirt. get you one they're right. on the way um but what was i about to say brian ference used to always talk about he would point you out in meetings you you see this guy he's like this is probably the best offensive lineman in the big 10 he's like He'll never win any fucking or he'll never win any awards because he's a fucking midget. But uh, you, this guy, you, you you're glad to have this guy pulling in front of you on power. So uh, count your blessings. He had a spiel about how you were a fucking midget, but you were a good midget. You know what? I just I I tried to do my best and <laughs> you know whatever a little guy can do and bring to the table. You know he, he does his best. But yeah, yeah, it's um. Yeah, I was I was really fortunate to have um, a lot of opportunities thrown my way, and I think I remember at the time um, I had a couple bigger offers, but they were kind of far away. So mm-hmm. I remember like Miami, Florida. I remember um, oh, who else? Um, I think like uh, Air Force came in. I think. Isn't it funny how now you think back and it doesn't even matter who offered you. But and it was such a big deal at the such, time. It was your whole life. It was everything. Yeah, it was everything. I mean, I remember the first – I remember um, – so my, my high school coach, the head coach at uh, Springboro, he would get the mail for um, kind of, you know, the, the players that were getting recruited. They yep. would come to his mailbox. 
and uh, remember my first letter came in. It was from Oregon. It was and it was just kind of like a print off thing that they mm-hmm. sent probably every you know guy that they that was even remotely in the you know on, on the recruiting uh, circuit or whatever. But um, you know, I, I remember taking my buddy Andrew. He flipped out. He flipped the shit. He's like, "Oh my god, it's Oregon!" He's like, "Yeah, no." It, looking back, it's it's not a huge deal, but at the time, but it, it feels like it, man. It feels like the the earth is splitting in front of you. Yeah. It's powerful. You get that first letter. You're like, well, fuck it. I'm going to Oregon, baby. <laughs> yeah. <I'm a> duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you seriously do, man. The you're, you're naive to like the whole process and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's that whole, you know, sci- uh, that, that saying, you know, hindsight being 2020, it's like, you know, you know, now what you didn't know then. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, I, at the time, I, I think it was my junior year. Um, when coach Ferns came, uh, Brian came to, to, uh, we had a workout. It was, I think it was the spring of my junior year and, uh, might've been my sophomore. I can't remember, but, um, he stopped by kind of last second. So we had kind of had like a skills and drills thing we were doing. Um, and he wanted to see me kind of hit a hand shield and, you know, my and <laughs> all that. And, uh, you know, he was very, you know, you know, uh, how, how Brian is he's really good. Um, great poker face. Oh, not, cool. you're not able to tell one way or another what he's thinking sometimes. And you don't know yeah. if he did well, you don't know if he didn't. And I was like, well, you know, did my best, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, what you hear. And, um, I'm not exactly sure when the offer came in, but, um, you know, it was getting to a point where I was, really trying to decide if I wanted to hold out and wait for, um, you know, Ohio state. Cause I, they had, um, uh, at the time, I think it was Luke fickle and his staff there, which was kind of a lot of, Oh, Kevin, what's going on war daddy. How'd you hit him today? Um, first two holes are pretty rough, but after that, not bad, dude. I, so I, I was out today too. I played like dog shit. I was terrible. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I shot a, I shot a forty six, but I was plus six through the first two holes. Mm. So you know, plus four. That's not good, Kev. Rough start. It's a rough start, but you know, after the next seven holes, I was plus four. So yeah, that's yeah. not bad. There you go. Yeah, killing it, man. Anyway, we're we're in the middle of. Uh, first of all, thank you for inter- like bringing in Sean as War Daddy because we already went through how everyone calls him some form of dad. Um, and he's then, dead. yeah, he's dad. And then uh, we're we're now right as he got offered by the Hawks in Ooh, his story. Exciting start. Yeah, no, it, it was. Um, so I remember taking a visit out. Uh, I, I came out with Brant, uh, Brant Gressel. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've told the legendary story, dude. We it's it's we've gone through that one. <laughs> oh, which wait, wait, which one? The, the exit. The exit. The legendary. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we all have our moments, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I came out with him. We watched, we actually watched the game. I think it was, yeah, it was Penn State. It was uh, 2012 or 2013. I think it was 2012. Would have been 2012 and it was a bad game. Yeah, so uh, Sheriff and Anal both went down for serious injuries. I mean, yep. they 
they were not doing they, they just i mean it was like back-to-back plays too i remember me and sheriff were broken leg buddies we had very similar injuries yeah no it, it was um it was a rough night for the hawks and it was i mean it was an awesome thing i mean they they had the the full you know fireworks i think it was the last night game they had for a while mm-hmm. um but i really fell in love with the place i mean the, the day before we you know kind of walked around iowa city checked out the campus um and we kind of you know you know how those things are with recruits you, you spend a little time with the coaching staff sometimes or um you just get to meet a lot of people and i got the metal i got to meet a lot of people around the complex uh, at iowa um no i i think the one reason why i chose iowa over anywhere else was the people not just you know the the, the people that were part of the organization but also just the the people in general like um I was talking about it earlier, but some of the friendliest people I've ever met. And it's not to say folks in Ohio aren't friendly, but it's like you can tell a difference when you, you, you're you in Iowa City, just the yep. way that people are. And um, I, I really fell in love with the program. I thought it was. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, they, they really focus on doing things right, and it's not just all about football. Um, it's about like teaching guys how to become a, you know, really um, not just a functioning member of society, but uh, someone that who, who can really succeed and do well if they follow, um, you know, a code of ethics and principles and they, they stick to it. So, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I went with them and uh, never regretted the decision. You, th- so then you committed pretty soon after you got that offer or? So, yeah, I got... I can't remember the exact timeline. Um, I want to say I got the offer maybe the latter part of my sophomore year. I know I committed before my senior season. Um, okay. And it was it was either yeah the spring of my junior season. I can't remember how many months or sure um, what what the exact timeline was. Being honest, how bad did you want to go to Ohio State though? Oh, uh, dude, I was I was killing for it. And the thing is, I can't tell you how glad I am that I didn't and I didn't get that opportunity Yep. Um, because like it, you, you were kind of talking about it earlier like you know I, I had I was very fortunate to have some of the success I, I did um, but that only would have happened at Iowa like any other program if I would have gone to a program like Ohio State um, yeah I, I don't want to sell myself short but I, odds are with the talent and the size that a program like that brings in, um, 
you know, I, I probably wouldn't have been top of the depth chart there. Right, right. Um, and you know, there were bigger guys and more talented guys than me in Iowa, but just from the sheer fact that Iowa is a developmental program and they put time into guys, um, you know, really kind of developing them over that four or five years, um, that helped. Yeah. That, that, that's why I went to Iowa instead of Ohio state too. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, you know, Sean, you, you mentioned the developmental side of Iowa and obviously, I mean, we're known for it. Everybody knows that. And I, it, it is crazy because you, by the time we were seniors, you know, like Brian said, uh, in Drake's little story there, you know, you were one of the best linemen in the big 10. It's just crazy how, you take one path or another, and maybe you don't even get an opportunity at a school like Ohio State, and, and that whole thing never kind of fosters into a into reality. Um, that being said, you're still a pretty talented, I would say probably one of our higher talented guys coming in, more college-ready than Definitely most. Definitely most, one of the most college-ready. Um, and so now we get into, and you can talk a little bit about the time leading up with up to this but we we had one year to kind of red shirt but even in that red shirt season um there was a few guys that got to travel uh on the roster and i, I think remember, you, i remember our, our first experience i was i was gonna say i don't remember if it was if it stuck in was your it memory traumatizing sean i want to hear your side of the story so so um so for you, it was Kreider. For me, it was Van Sloat. Sloat. Yeah. I, so were the guys that kind of, you know, they, they, they were in charge of kind of helping the young guys, you know, figure it out. And um, I remember Brett telling me, yeah, just make sure you're early, um, you know, just make sure you're early to the meetings, the dinners, um, make sure, you know, um, you, you don't show up right on time because, you know, by that time we've already started. This was our this was our first travel to Iowa State in 2013. That's right. And, you know, I, I can't remember specifically if he told me 15 minutes. He probably did, and I just didn't listen. I said, oh, we'll be fine. I mean, we're early anyway. Yep. But we're, we, so we take the bus out to Ames, and we're – Kluve and I are rooming together for our first game traveling. Which, by the way, who fucking set that one up? All right. <laughs> who put the two true freshmen together who have never traveled before? Who? Yeah. Who? who fu- I mean, someone fucked up. But anyway, so they had you know that that isn't that is a screw up. You're supposed to be fair. To be fair, no starter wants to deal with you know having to make sure the freshman doesn't you know like shit his pants his first time. <laughs> You got other stuff you want to worry about. Yeah. Yes. No, I, you know what? And I, I totally understand that. Um, I would have liked to have had an older guy who kind of knew the ropes and not to say that you were bad. No, I was, I'm uh, right there with you. Yeah, no, we, we, it just, we weren't, um, exactly sure. Like, uh, we didn't understand that, like the gravity of, you know, and the importance of being promptness at the very least, like, you know, 15 minutes early. Um, and you and sit that, there and twiddle your thumbs for no reason, but yeah. you have to do it. You have to be in that room in the silence with your thumb up your ass super early. Well, and you're just like, I, you know, you're sitting there and you're hoping that somebody isn't going to show up late because you know <laughs> if the game doesn't go well, it's going to be brought up 
and it's going to be, <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah, I, it's, it's funny, but so yeah, Kluver and I, we, we go, we go downstairs and, um, oh gosh, um, who, who was the guy? Um, I don't know if it was, uh, Sheriff, um, it was, it was somebody who was with, who's, who traveled with the team. It was, it was, it was the old cop that used to be with, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's sitting in the hallway and we're walking like, you know, don't have a care in the world. And we're walking to where they're, you know, serving dinner. And, uh, you know, he's like, you guys better hurry. And well, first of all, it was like, that's not a good feeling right there. First of, first of all, it was like, there's not a lot of guys or any guys walking with us like, right now. There was nobody out. There was also nobody not out. a good feeling. Didn't see anybody in the hallway. Didn't see anybody in the elevator. Didn't see anybody in the lobby. And yeah, like, this no. guy's done with, hey, you guys better get moving. And we get up to the, um, were, were the doors closed, Kluver? They, they, were, they were like being closed. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they bow their, they, so they're getting ready to pray. And, <sighs> um, I, I have the, just like the, the fleeting hope that, all right, <laughs> they're going to bow their head right now. Nobody can see. <laughs> Maybe if we just go, go, go. Our way over here <laughs> that no, they're, they're, they won't know the difference. We're here. <laughs> And of course, you know, we're, we're, we got the scarlet letter of being last fed, picked us last to go up to get, get food oh. and just sat there feeling absolutely miserable. And, uh, I don't know. I uh, Slotin, he, uh, he didn't shoot me out or anything. I, I, I remember you saying something that, like, uh, Kreider got after you. Casey got after it. Yeah. <laughs> No, slow is just like, yeah, I told you, man, you got to be early. And uh, oh, I wish I would have got that. You know what? In the at the end of the day, I thought it was a great lesson. Um, it it really reinforced not like it, I'm I'm glad it happened because it, it I don't think for the rest of my entire career, their playing career, that I ever uh, was late for anything. Yeah, it was it was um, so that happened, and like you said, you know. The table dies with the with the individual that fucked up. So the ship, yeah, the ship, the 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 specialist table and one of the O line tables were the last two to go eat. So everyone's pissed, not only because you fucked up, but because you're the last one through the food line, and you just have to sit there like this. Oops! And it's just like, oh god. So we got we got done with uh, dinner, and that was that was the night. The next morning for when really was like the next time that we had to be there on time for something was like the meeting, oh, the offensive defensive meetings Mm -hmm. before you go into the, you know, you meet and we all come together for the video. Casey had me there mm, 30 minutes early. No, (laughs) I was was right down there. Yeah, super early. Um, And I think, you know, I remember just being super like, being one of the first it, it was it's like um touching like the uh touching the stove when you're a kid it's like yep yeah you you learn that lesson and it's it's uh it's it's ingrained into you it was a super it was a great you're right I, i'm you said it perfectly i'm glad it happened because it was a perfect situation and kind of scenario where you and i didn't have a lot to to worry about that game 
So it was just kind of this example and lesson learned of, hey, mm-hmm. when we travel, this is how fucking serious things are. Yeah. Like, it's, this funny is- that, it's funny that uh, Sloat was Sean's mentor because Sloat was the original dad and it just like passed right along through. Yeah. Anybody's a hundred percent dude. Like I, I remember slow would like be in the complex on Sunday mornings, like before we watch film, he's like reading the newspaper. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a more grown <laughs> college player. Ever I've also, I've also never seen someone get so pissed about random, just little pieces of trash in the, in the complex. Yeah. The, the, the amount of fricking and, uh, yeah, didn't cuss frick. Yeah. No, that was, that was a, uh, that was uh, slow. It was uh, one of my favorites. The guy's character, um, super hard work. He's another one of those guys where, um, he, he certainly had the size, but, um, you know, he, he had the opportunity to come to Iowa and they were able to, um, you know, by, you know, he was, he was able to be a starter. I've never seen someone sweat so much through a rollout. Oh God. Dude, he was a we, sweater. We'd come sure. in on Sunday rollout. We're just get we're just, you know, a little little glute, little ham hammy, flip it over, a little soas. And by the time we got to soas, this dude was a puddle. I mean yeah. I, I remember one time we had a walkthrough on a Sunday and uh I was I was one of the defensive dummies when they were kind of going over um misplays or whatever, MAs. And uh I accidentally stepped on his foot. I was wearing my cleats and freaking idiot just punched me in the chest, <laughs> nearly stopped my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's another lesson. Well learned. Don't step on Sloat's feet. So we'll, we'll speed it along here. Cause we were, we got caught up on funny stories of the first year, that first yeah. year, great learning lesson. Um, a, a bunch of other scenarios I'm sure where yeah. you kind of got shown the ropes. Um, as far as our class goes, kind of, along the same storyline of you getting to travel early. There's a few people that year that got to kind of travel and, and got to see how it worked. Desmond got put in right away. Mm-hmm. Meerkat, um, yep. you, me, and LaShawn. It was like those five guys who got to travel. We actually went Don't to Ohio. What? Reggie. Oh yeah. Oh. And Reggie. Um, we actually got to go to the horseshoe that year. Yeah. How was, how was that for you? So, um, a bit of a bummer. Um, so we were talking about all that Ohio state stuff. I, so I remember it was actually, it was, it was Reggie. So we had a bye week I think the week beforehand and it was the very last practice. Um, the the very last play of the very last practice of that bye week, um, leading up to Ohio state week, I think. Oh, you got tweaked Uh, up, huh? Yeah, so Reggie hit me. I was, I was, it was an outside uh, cosplay, and uh, yeah, he hit me in a certain. My, my leg was like in a, in the ground, but I, I tore my meniscus. And uh, oh fuck, it wasn't. You know what? Looking back, I I didn't know that that was something that you could like just keep going. I, if I could have gone back, I, I would have just like waited till the end of the year and had it cleaned up. Right. But I heard, you know, I I was told like, yeah, it, it's torn. Um, it'll need to be cleaned up. So I just got it taken care of. And I was back by bull prep, I think I remember, but it was right before Ohio state. Um, and yeah, it was, that was a bummer, but yeah, it, it was, I, from what I remember, it was a close game, right? I mean, yeah, we were actually up at halftime and then, uh, Carlos Hyde and, um, Braxton, Braxton Miller just kind of took over. They were un- unreal. 
Um, we go through that year, and again, same storyline. As far as people who got to play early in our class, you were one of those guys. That next year, I think, right? You're our redshirt freshman year. You were already getting time. You kind of got plopped into the lineup at some point. Maybe yeah, left guard. So I was I was right next to Sheriff. Yeah how how was uh, how was that? And your little was that I, earlier it, than you expected? What what were your thoughts? Kind of take us yeah. through that. So I mean, you know, the great thing about like. Um, you know, I, I guess playing um, at that level is you got spring ball, you got all the time in between like the last season and the next. So, you know, I, I had, you, you get an idea of what that lineup's going to look like. At least I, you know, from what I remember, um, at least in spring ball and in camp. And, um, you know, I started playing with the ones, I think my, my, that, that sophomore year. So 2014 spring ball and, uh, was still with them in the, the lineup um, in camp. And uh, yeah, you know, um, playing next to him, um, it's like, you know, when I, there were times where you didn't even like need to do anything, <laughs> you just post the guy up and Brandon, you know, sends him halfway to the other sideline. <laughs> um, no, and he, that was um, having him as a mentor, and uh, there were a lot of guys, but um, it, him just being right next to me and all, um, you know, not just with the X's and O's and the, the technical stuff and the fundamentals, but also uh, the, the culture stuff, the stuff, um, little things you need to do. I mean, Ike, he was a huge mentor with Ike, too, with just like, um, I remember, like, gaining weight and putting weight on and the stories of Sheriff and Ike and gaining weight are mythical. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a great guy. He's, he still is, but just being able to kind of pass that down to the younger guys. And um, I believe I was next to Blythe as well. It was, I think it was Sheriff, me, Blythe, Walsh, and Denial. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a rough season from what I can remember. Just uh, a bit. It was, I mean, there were just uh, a couple of missed opportunities and then that whole game at the end was not fun. Um, was, was that was, that was a Hawksley, right? Yep. yep. That's the Hawksley. Oh right? man, that was not fun. That was bad. After after the hawk slayer of a fucking bull prep too. <laughs> yeah, we were all slayed. We were pre-slayed before we went into that one. Yeah. Um you from an offensive lineman perspective, what is it like to go into the offseason? You're a big guy. I mean, you didn't have to put on weight like, like I... Ike did. But I wonder what the at this point, especially after the Tennessee year or that that bowl game, knowing that that next you know that next season that off season was going to be probably a little bit more grindy than um, maybe some other ones, or at least the coaches were going to be maybe more touchy. As a big guy, what was it like going into some of those conditioning sessions? Like I, I was two fifteen, but I was five ten, so I felt like a lineman half the time. Dude, yeah, you know, I mean, hey guys, yep, it's me again. Got to interrupt the episode real quick to talk to you guys about Spotify, uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. 
You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did that, but pretty cool. Um, Other things you can do on Spotify is follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Wash Up Walk-Ons on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also make sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode of the Wash Up Walk-Ons. It's different for everyone, um, of course. And for me, um, you know, it was not one of my favorite parts of the game. Did did Um, conditioning ever make you want to quit? No. You know, of course, in the moment, you're like, yeah, I – what what am I doing? Um, <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey. Just oh, what the, the fuck are we doing here? Can you imagine if in the middle we would have looked, we just would have looked up down the line, like, hey guys, what the fuck are we doing? All right. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I think it comes with kind of age. It's like you understand the importance of it. Like as like you you hit like as you get past like your first season, you start to understand and, and like you're actually playing like, oh yeah, I've got to be like you know, like yoked for this shit. Like I I got to <laughs> yeah. be good to go. I got to be able. You have those thirteen play drives where you're you know you're like you're 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 like in the three yard line and it's like your fifth time running it in a row. Um, you're, although you're, you know, you're, you're, you're praying beforehand that it's like a play action or some shit if you're a lineman. Um, but you got to be able to like, you, you understand as you get older, like you need that shit. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's not fun. I mean, the GPP, um, that always kicked, uh, everybody's ass. Um, for me, did you ever get sick from prowlers? Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So it's interesting. I tell people about this. The interesting thing with prowlers I found was with other forms of conditioning and like just when we would go after it, um, when people would get sick, it would be oftenly, it, it would be immediate. It'd be right there. You know, say it's a game, game simulator. Mm-hmm. Guy needs to throw up. He just, you know, does it and it keeps going. With prowlers, it was like, sometimes it would be in the middle of it. Sometimes it would be right after. Sometimes there'd be like a time delay on it. I mean, oh, there's definitely a time delay, dude. Once your heart rate settles. Sometimes it, was, sometimes it almost happened before. We're just the anxiety of thinking about it. <laughs> 
Seriously. There was one time where it was in the old complex. So it would have been either 2014 or 2013. I think it was 2014 um, that we did prowlers and it was our first time, I think doing like the full weight, not the freshman weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the prowlers like got, we got done. And there's that feeling after you get done with prowlers that your legs are like, you're like you're wobbling They're and not like, your legs anymore yeah, everything's kind of getting dark around the eyes <laughs> <laughs> you're that's so, that's so about, right on yeah and, and you're 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 just like all right you're they're calling it up like all right can we just like you know move things like i i need to like just like sit down and <laughs> water but anyway like we you know they call it up we you know um we head back in get you know um I get, you know, take a shower, get all ready, get ready for class. And it was about like, you know, I'd say half an hour, 45 minutes after we had finished the prowlers. And I feel completely fine. Like that's the funny thing is like, I felt completely fine coming back. You know, not nauseous at all. Fine taking the shower, fine getting dressed. But as soon as like, I go to like head out of the locker room, just projectile like <laughs> into the trash can on my way out just like out of nowhere just like that <laughs> like your body was like hey by the way we forgot to do this but you yeah. need to throw up everything you have <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no probably i i made a solemn vow um once like i was done <laughs> i'm never touching a prowler again i ever again i don't want my progeny my children their children to ever touch a prowler <laughs> <laughs> We took different routes because I literally pushed one on Friday. So I, I was thinking in, in the moment, I was thinking the same shit, though. For me, it was different because y'all had to actually be conditioned for what you did. The conditioning for the specialist was just you're part of this, so you have to be a part of this, too. Mm-hmm. And so I I learned real. I mean, what's up, Kev? Clue. We already hated you enough for doing nothing during practice and not having to go to meetings. Did y'all really just want to skimp on conditioning too? Well, okay, but here's what I'm saying is like, like Sean was talking about, you realize I need this shit. Like as a linebacker or a lineman, like I need this shit. When I'm in a 13-play drive, I'm going to need this conditioning. What this is doing for me, I'm going to need it. So that's a motivation while you're doing it. For a specialist, it's tough because – in the middle of the fucking ninth rep of cut 85s, I'm like, in a set of 12, I'm sitting there like, I don't get nine plays in a game. Why the fuck have I run 700 yards right now? <laughs> like, this is doing nothing for me. So the motivation isn't there. So it very quickly becomes a, this is just for mental toughness and like a discipline hardening exercise more than it is. I actually need what it's benefiting me physically. Um, Yeah. But like, you know, I think like, I don't know. I, I, I respected. So like everybody knows that like, you know, specialists sometimes get like a, just a rap for not like, you know, having to go through like the shit, like the contact and all that. Yeah. All the time. You let them know. Yeah, no, and it, it, like you guys watch like fucking Shark Week while we're getting our asses chewed out, you know. <laughs> it's always, always in camp. And uh, but like, there's when when you're lucky, the Olympics is on during camp. Yeah, yeah, but but like you guys, I mean, the fact that you go through those game simulators and you did all that stuff, it's like, all right, you know, they're not, you know, right. 
they're still part of the tribe. That's know? where you they're still they're they're still a part of it. Uh, that's I where gave, I gave it to them. They definitely worked pretty hard. Like yeah. Marshall dominated workout. Oh my gosh, dominated him. He was a he was a monster. So yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have to change the direction record. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we move on, Sean, and you're into. You so you're you started your sophomore year, your second year, third year. You've already got a ton of ex- a Big Ten championship in a Rose Bowl. Yeah, I mean you, you go. Th- we go through 2015, and you can talk about you know your favorite parts of of that season yeah. as well. But kind of go through the rest of your time as a starter at Iowa, and, and in general, you know all Just the th- okay, yeah, no. Uh, so um, yeah, 2015 was a really kind of. Um, funny year i mean it was really a year a year of like highs and lows um 2015 was the spring that i took off yeah um you know i i wrote that article about my struggles with mental health and i actually i remember listening to that um that episode you guys kind of talked about mental health a little bit um you know it's it's something that it's not easy for a lot of guys to talk about and i i really want to just commend you guys for using the platform you guys have um, you know, what, so I, I, I work like Kevin, you know, I, I kind of work in healthcare a little bit. I mean, I, by no means, um, you know, a, an expert or a professional, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I, I think of all the problems that could be solved if our society, our government, our culture just made it more of a priority and maybe kind of. I don't know, put more time and resources into understanding the effects of mental health, negative or positive. Um, now you see it on the news a lot, you know, the effects of it for better or for worse. Um, it, it guides our actions every day. Um, but it's something that I'm, I'm passionate about. It's something that I know a lot of people uh, struggle with. And, you know, even if it's, um, you know, something like, you know, you guys brought up, um, after playing, um, it's, there's certain moments in life that it smacks you in the face and you're not really sure. No amount of, um, I guess, you know, um, uh, training or, um, you know, what you've, you might've done in the past, you, you're not really sure how to combat it. Um, you know, the important thing is to find what works for you. For me, it's different. Um, but, you know, for me at the time, I, I, I wasn't really sure how to really kind of talk about it or go through it. Up to that point, I never thought I, I had heard of depression. I had heard of anxiety. Um, and you talk about, you know, that I remember starting my sophomore year, um, quite a few games and I had a lot going for me. It's on top of the world. Um, for every logical reason that, you know, I could think of, I had no reason to be depressed. I never saw myself as a person that would be that person. Um, but then, you know, over time and a lot of education and a lot of talking about it, um, start to understand it's it's it doesn't really discriminate it can affect a lot of people it can be biological it could be situational 
Um, it could be trauma that causes it for a lot of people. Um, for some people it could be transition. So it could be, you know, being, you know, done with, you know, football. It's like nobody hands you a guide for that. Um, I don't know. It would have been nice though, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. No fucking nice. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, we, you know, we, we dealt with our problems by creating a podcast <laughs> along with a multitude of other and bad ways. Yeah. You know what? But, so Sean, I like how you brought up like, you know, how it seems like on the outside, you know, you got everything going for you. Cause I think that's something maybe people on the outside don't fully understand is that, all. you know, they view us, you know, big time, big 10 college football players, you know, larger in life, everything going for them, you know, what, what could possibly be wrong in their lives. And, you know, I think we mentioned it too, like, you know, back when, when I was going through my state, my battle with depression, you know, it's like, I have like everything going for me in my life. What do I have to be depressed about? And that almost like, you know, made it even harder to deal with. Makes, yeah. I don't makes know it if worse, was, you feel guilty. You're like, you feel guilty for feeling bad about yourself. You really do. Yeah, no, it, that's I, the amount of times I, I brought that up when I I talk about it to somebody. It's like it, it makes you feel not ungrateful. Maybe ungrateful is not the right word, but it's like at the time I know so many other guys that what they would give mm-hmm. to be in my spot. And yeah. here I am just not feeling great. Not, you know, and uh, I, I have so much to be grateful for. How could I not feel right or feel good about it? So I, I totally empathize with that. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it, it's not easy, um, you know, and it's, it's not easy for folks to talk about. Um, I want to go back real quick, Sean. Uh, uh, don't mean to interrupt you, but you mentioned that you, that that spring is when you took a break and yep. none of us knew and didn't really, we didn't need to know. Yeah. No one, no one on the team like really got a full explanation. You know, KF mentioned something to the team, but yeah, no one. And, and I don't like, we don't have to get too far into it, but from at least looking back now, it seemed like the coaches handled it fairly well. And I think our team handled it fairly well. Like, we just kind of knew like something was wrong and then you were going to deal with it. And when you came back, we were ready to accept you with open arms and like talk about that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you took another two week break at some point as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the reason why I went to Iowa, why I chose Iowa was the people, um, Brian Ferentz, Coach uh, Kirk Ferentz, uh, Coach Doyle, the, between the three of them, um, they really kind of helped me navigate that time. Um, they gave me they were they were really flexible in letting me kind of take that time to you know figure out what I need to figure out, and they helped integrate me back in. And I, I can't remember how long it was, but I I'd come in and lift. Um, when, you know, you guys would be practicing and, uh, you know, that, that time, you know, it, it was great too. Uh, but it also, you know, offered its own kind of, um, 
uh, I guess, challenge as, as well. I mean, I, I lived with a few uh, teammates and, um, you know, they would be at spring bowl and they'd be working their asses off. And here I'd be at home still on scholarship, still, you know, getting a stipend every month, getting my college paid for. And these guys are out there busting their ass. And here I am. So that, that, that was a thought that kind of ran through my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm grateful that I was given the opportunity to sort it out. Um, I came back towards the beginning of summer. I think I started right back up the summer. Yeah. And uh, as the time I, I uh, think it was June or July. I can't remember exactly, but I, I met my girlfriend, Carissa, then. And uh, she's been a major positive um, force in my life. Um, and then we went, we hit that season and you talk about like, you know, how crazy the difference, you know, the beginning of the year was versus the end. It's just like, I remember standing, you know, the week leading up to the Rose bowl and, you know, right before the Rose bowl, just like, Holy hell, like what a year it's been. And then like you're standing in, the tunnel of the Rose, Rose Bowl about to run out. It's like your grandparents are there. Your parents are there. It's like, wow. You know, so glad I stuck with it. Um, when we got off the bus, <clears throat> when we got off the bus at the Rose Bowl, I had the biggest holy shit moment of all time. Yeah. Like, the Rose Bowl. I still yeah. say it all the time. Like, I cannot believe that we actually played in the Rose Bowl. Dude, it's, it's, you know, it's, that's, that's a tradition that goes back. I mean, to, you know, our grandparents, you know, when they were watching or they were, you know, maybe even listening to big 10 football. My dad Um, talked about the granddaddy of them all so many times, like insane. Yeah, no, it was a, um, that was a a great year. And we had a lot of great guys, Um, great senior leadership. It was about 20 or so guys in that senior class that, I think made that happen. Um, I think it was the 14 season that really put a rocket up their ass to get things moving and get the culture right. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of other guys that just wasn't the seniors, but um, we had a lot of guys involved in, in uh, getting that moving. Um, extremely fortunate to be a part of that. We, yeah, I mean, that year was just it's hard to describe unless you were part of it. And I think it's really fun to go back and reminisce on though. Yeah. I love talking about it. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, and then we have two years left after that and we end up, so a couple maybe highlights or, you know, important kind of cliff notes through that may relate to you, Sean, is we end up actually finishing one of our final games, not our final game, but one of our final games with, the game versus Ohio State. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. And yeah, then- I've been wanting to ask him about it the whole time. I just want him to be like, you know, I, w- I want to back up real quick. Right before senior year, you did come out. That's the, and, the other part know, I was going to made, yeah. made, your, made your speech for the, yeah. the reporters. Talk about why that was like important to you. I know you kind of touched on it. And already, how but. fucking hard that is to do. You know what? Um, it was, it was really scary. And, for me, like, you know, I, I had talked about how um, it's something that runs in one side of my family. Um, so I felt really nervous about 
outing people or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, um, what's this going to do for me down the road in terms of credibility and, um, you know, uh, professionally and, um, you know, for me, I, it was just kind of a moment where I just wanted to say, you know what, I think the net positive of this is going to be, um, better than any kind of, um, you know, harm or bad that can come from it. And, um, I actually, you know, I, I'd written a big kind of, um, you know, the the original op-ed I wrote was way longer and, um, edited, it just kind of had to shrink it down. And, um, yeah, for me, you know, it it was a really, yeah, like scary time for me. I was, I was really kind of scared and nervous, um, how it was going to play and how it was going to go. And I didn't want to be known as the depression guy, you know, that would be my kind of calling card. And, the thing when they think of Sean Walsh, when he played at Iowa, he was the depression guy, but, you know, just kind of said, screw it. And, uh, you know, we, we got it out. And for me, I've, I've really never really regretted the, the decision. Um, you know, I, I still get, um, notes from, you know, guys that are playing right now, um, guys that have played in the past guys that are in high school, parents that have kids that are playing, um, and, you know, I, I always preface it with like, I'm by no means an expert. Tell them what works for me. Um, I tell them a little bit about my story. Tell them about that 2015 season. Um, how, you know, I was, I was really on the verge of whether I wanted to play or not. Um, and, uh, you know, really, you know, ended up playing and uh, sticking with it. That's at that 15, that uh, 2015 year. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's just been a, a great thing, a really positive thing. Um, but yeah, I did it and, uh, it's, I, I hope it's, it's helped some folks out and just want to, you know, again, um, commend you guys for talking about it as well. You, but see, you used an even better platform than we did. You got the national media and all we only have, you know, the little bit of Hawkeye fans. So you did a better job than us, man. You're the trailblazer. You know what? It's the, the more that we can uh, talk to, you know, folks about it and it's nothing to be ashamed about, um, you know, uh, the better it's, it can only help folks. This brings Absolutely. up, yeah, this brings up one thing quick before we get to the, the good stuff on the Ohio state game, our senior year. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carmen, did you use Carmen at all? We've talked about Carmen like six episodes in a row now. And I, I had to imagine that you and Carmen spent some time together. Spent, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. Um, I was, uh, I think I was seeing her maybe every other week or maybe every week. Um, and Can uh, we get, hey, first of all, U- University of Iowa, can we pay that woman some more money? Whoever's <laughs> listening. God yeah, damn. Walk on, I'm on that train. She's got my vote. I, you know what? She, um, even beyond like the, uh, the, the, 
like clinical, like the, the conditions, like, you know, um, whether it's depression or anxiety or, or whatever it might be, someone might be struggling with, she helps the program and she helps guys that, um, you know, maybe they don't have someone to bring something like that that's on their mind. Um, they, she, they can, they can go to her and kind of vent and talk about it. And, uh, she, she's, uh, um, just such a valuable, um, person and, uh, just important so much. She's, she, I guess the, she's so important to a lot of those guys and, and she helps them out a lot. Huge. Absolutely. Huge. All right. Now we go into our senior season and you can talk about just your senior season in general, kind of how it comes full circle. Uh, I got to imagine at this point, you know, you've thought about, damn, like a similar feeling to that Rose Bowl of, wow, look at where I'm at. Same thing as that senior season, like, look where I've made it to. And then, uh, and then talk about beating the Buckeyes, um, in yeah. Phoenix stadium. No, um, yeah, I, I was getting really fortunate to, uh, you know, the, the cool thing, the interesting thing you see, um, if you're there for four years or five years, four or five, um, but over the years, the kind of, the classes kind of, it's, it's, a, there's attrition there and they oh, kind of yeah. turn down and you get down to a really, uh, a great core group of guys. Um, you know, I thought we had a really great class, great group of guys. Um, and, uh, that's you, why we can get on a podcast and talk shit about it years later absolutely. because we were all so tight. Yeah, no, yeah, you got it. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you share so much in the way of like, you know, really great, awesome moments. Um, and then just really shitty, sucky moments. Um, a couple that, of those. You know, yeah, that, that bond, um, you know, it's, it's hard to break, but, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, that senior season, we, we, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes cause you catch yourself thinking about, I don't know. It's, it's tricky because you, you want, it's important to plan and think about the future and what you need to do. I did a terrible job planning for the future. Let me tell you what, you know what it's, but it's so hard though, because everything that the way that like you think when you're playing and when you're a part of the program is it's a week by week and it's a day by day. And you keep the picture small and you try not to get too global with your thoughts um, with, you know, what you're thinking about. So it's totally understandable why, you know, anybody would struggle to think or, um, you know, get just like plan and think about the future. But sometimes you catch yourself, you know, thinking, and then you, you catch yourself reminiscing to thinking about all the fun times you had and, you know, it's not over yet, but like, you know, you can tell it's coming to an end. That's right. And, uh, yeah, That's had, we had a lot of fun. Um, that Ohio state game. I mean, that, that was a, uh, that was, I mean, for me, it was kind of poetic justice for me just privately. I mean, it was a, uh, I remember my senior year or my junior year in high school. That was when, the coaching staff was kind of getting turned over at Ohio state. And, uh, it was coach Meyer that brought in all the new staff and they started bringing in guys from all over the country. I remember, um, coach Trussell, he, he, I think he was kind of similar to coach Ferns where he kind of tries to keep a lot of guys from Ohio tries to 
bring a lot of guys in from Ohio and just like coach Ferentz, big Iowa guy. Um, you know, coach Mari's, he's big. He, he was really big on bringing a lot of, you know, the best talents in. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was right around the time where I was being recruited and I kind of had a chip on my shoulder about that. It kind of, um, you know, it, it helped me kind of, I, I felt kind of like maybe like I wasn't good enough to play there or it just kind of, it, it pissed me off a lot. Um, remember thinking about it sometimes that I playing with that walk on mentality. Dude. I mean, I, I was a program of, you know, walk-ons and the leftovers of the blue chipper. <laughs> That's a is. really good way to put it, my man. Um, you know, guys that, you know, they're, 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 you know, scrappy motherfuckers. Um, you know, and you don't want to fight us. No, you don't want to fight the Hawks. No, no, you don't want to fight Sean Welsh either. Cause he's got the fucking strongest hands you'll ever. Yeah, He's got that. the claws of death, dude. Um, no, but yeah, you know what? Um, for me, I, it, that was, that was such a great day. Uh, my parents is actually, you know, they came out for nearly every game my dad did, but, um, well, they both did. And, um, they both made it out to that game. And my mom went to um, vet school at Ohio State. My dad's dad went to medical school, I believe, or maybe his undergrad at Ohio State. Plenty of friends and family went to Ohio State. Um, they were all, you know, giving my parents, like, back home, like, all the, you know, they should give them a good game. They, they'll play them tough. <laughs> they'll play them hard. Um, you know, just really kind of condescending kind of, you know, stuff like that. Of course, because they're the Ohio State University. They're a bunch of pricks. It's, it's a unique fan base. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're just, you know, it's, it's a, maybe a bit of an echo chamber at times. Yeah. But <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah, they, they kept getting those, you know, and right off the bat, I mean, we just start putting it to them and, uh, that was just I could another one of those moments where you look around and you're thinking, wait, what is this happening? Yeah, that is, that's here? the moment when so, when. so that was that was one of the only games in my whole career that I was just like praying, like looking at the clock, like let's go, let's go, like let's. I wanted the game to end as soon as possible because I didn't think that this could actually be happening. And in so many moments too that are just like so rare and like how did that happen like you know it, it was just uh it seemed like everything just went for us and went our way and um for me like you know I, I couldn't talk the day after I was like just screaming so loud and like you know I, I literally I've lost my voice like the next day I couldn't talk um but it was it was a it was just a, an amazing day hug my parents did, did you uh did you lose your Did you lose your voice in Kinnick or in Summit? <laughs> well, it was so late. I, mean, you know, I didn't go out after the game. It was like it, by the time we all got out, it was like. Um, and if you had media, it's like, gosh, it was like midnight or something. And I was I was so tired. I mean, I was spent. I was. It was. That's funny. The the one game I you know I I I, I didn't make it out. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I, that's all I have to say. 
No, no. We we had we had plenty of other of uh, you know. Oh, we did. We summit. had our late nights in summit. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. More, so, more, than, more than enough. What's, what's funny about uh, you saying that your parents were getting razzed back home and stuff? Um, and when we beat Michigan, I had offered one of my best friends a ticket to the game, and he basically said, "Like, no, nah, I don't want it. They're gonna blow y'all out." Oh. And we beat them. And then <clears throat> when I offered him the ticket to the Ohio State game, he actually took the ticket, and because uh, he had learned his lesson. So good for him. Yeah. We got them trained, War Daddy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, they they wore all their Hawkeye stuff. All so they, I grew up in Southern Ohio. A few years ago, they moved up like twenty minutes east of the Columbus area. So they're they're in the thick of Buckeye country, and they wore all their Iowa shit for you know the entire week after. Got plenty of dirty looks, all that stuff. Love it. Yeah, uh, that's nobody, that's uh, the kind of trolling that we need out of your family. Yeah, Side great. note here, real quick. Grew up in Southern Ohio. Dayton, to be exact. Yep. St. Patty Day coming up here real soon. You gonna make a check back home? You know, I know it's it's a big thing in the UD crowd. Um, you know, I, so Chris is actually gonna be up in your old stomping grounds um, for for uh, Patty's Day. Chicago? Chicago. Oh, Chicago Patty's Day is a good time. It is a good time. I've been there. But Dayton St. Patty's Day, I've heard some legendary stories. Yeah, they. Uh, they, uh, you, you want to be careful if you're, um, part, you know, if, if you're imbibing and you don't want to, I forget exactly. You, you want to make sure you're on a line. That's all I remember hearing someone say is, yeah, it's like, it's like one neighborhood and it's like all college houses, but like, if you see pictures, there's just no one on the street Yeah, you're in somebody's lawn I because otherwise hearing- like you, like the cops come like, like swap mode and like take you down. So yeah, you, you can't get off. I remember hearing a story and it's probably just like an old, like, you know, something that they just kind of passed down, but that's yeah, the UD St. Patty's day. And you can't get, you can't walk on the street. You got to stay on the lawn. Um, I remember hearing a story about a kid like getting on the street and they got like the horse cops. He caught like a billy club to the face or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably like a, a myth or something that they pass down or something. But like, I just imagine some drunk idiot, you know, 20 year old stumbling in the street and a horse cop galloping by, just smack him in the face. <laughs> That's a good so, one. or something. That cop's just hoping somebody stumbles into the street. That's tremendous. He wants to take a swing. Yeah. So Ohio State happens finish out your story at Iowa you you end up training with us for pro day yeah so trained with you guys for pro day and for me you know I was really um I was unsure of whether I wanted to keep playing or not right um, me you know I I had played football every year of my life from third grade up until that point and uh wasn't <laughs> sure if it was burnout or, or what it was but for me I wasn't sure if I, I really wanted to go down the the professional route you were definitely talented enough though oh I you know I appreciate you saying that I, yeah it's it, you know um I, I definitely had the opportunity and um you know for me I just ended up you know deciding it wasn't the the route I wanted to take mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it was it was a good opportunity and 
um, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, every, you know, um, all the, the time and, and, um, you know, uh, attention that folks put into me, um, being able to get there for me, you know, it, it just wasn't the route I wanted to go. And so, so to clarify for the fans, you did get signed by the Redskins after the draft. I did. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and you spent what, like a week there and just like, yeah. And you were yeah. like enough time that you were like, yeah, I'm just, this isn't well, it for me. I, you know, I just didn't want to half ass it. Right. Um, I, I, you know, for me, I, I football is going to be those thing. One of those things. If, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to give it my all and I, I'm not going to do it the disservice of um, just half assing it. And uh, yeah, for me, you know, I, it, it just seemed like the right time. Mm-hmm. So well, then we do appreciate your training because uh, the day after pro day or the night of pro day, we, we had a good time with you boys. That was just, oof, that was one, that was one for the ages. Do you have any two cents on that night, Sean? We've told that story a couple times. So I, I, I remember hearing what you guys did over at, um, Oh, what was it? Um, Benton street. Benton. Yeah. You guys, it, it woke was me up out of bed. Yeah. It got a little, uh, extracurricular. Um, <laughs> some could say. I, I remember going like, Oh God, we were, we, there's, there's a uh, Blackstone and then we went out to, what, what was that little town? Was that a... Uh, we went to like... West North Branch. Branch. Yeah. We went to West Branch. <laughs> we went to West Branch. Yeah, we went to like North Liberty. We went to... And then we went to North Liberty, then came back down to Iowa City. Yeah, yeah well, the thing was, it was like a Tuesday no- or a it Monday. Was a Monday night. night. It was a Monday night. <laughs> and yeah. we were alone in every bar. What are these every people doing? <laughs> Just acting a fool on a monday night i know at one point sean you were in you were in top form when we went to joe's place uh i I think we were over or no it was spoko one of the two i don't remember you were it was a good time man (laughs) yeah anyway yeah you saw you saw guys um that you never saw partake it was it was definitely you know it was a it was a good last hurrah for everyone it really was that that was it right there yeah and so the nfl wasn't the path what what is the path for sean daddy welsh and where where are you now yeah you know i mean professionally um yeah i I work for uh eli Lilly, so pharmaceuticals um and I, i work in sales and for me i uh i don't know if i maybe started with this but i i uh i moved out to arizona so i'm, I'm down here with drake yeah enjoying the sun and the uh you know the the pool and the golf and all that um you're living it but um no you know what i mean you know for me you know that it you know i i, I think still looking for what that is i think uh, a lot of guys are looking for that thing that can get you back to that i guess that level or that um that that uh that energy that the drive that drive that football does yeah i mean um yeah i mean you know i it's it's for a lot of people it's coaching um you know i've i've done a little bit of volunteering here and there with uh peewee and um yeah you know i mean there's there's still looking for that kind of thing to not replace but like you know, what football did for me, what football did for you guys. I'm 
everybody has that thing. Absolutely. Well, Sean, it was, uh, it was great to catch up. I was literally sitting back in the middle of this, just thinking, damn, it's so nice to just talk and like, yeah, man, just catch up and relive the good, the good old days, which is really why we have this podcast because we can't let it go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are really thankful. We're, we finally able to get you on, um, hit some pretty, some pretty nice topics that I hope the, uh, the fans enjoy listening to and, getting a little bit better insight of the uh of the daddy welsh and uh we wish you all the best moving forward yeah man i i, I really appreciate you guys having my uh you know my, my my sorry washed up ass on hey man that's exactly what this is all about sorry <laughs> washed up guys talking about all the good times yeah pri- privilege and an honor um no my, my mom's gonna flip a shit i mean that you know she's gonna be able to see this and uh it's um no, I, I think it's a good thing you guys are doing. It's it's good for me too. I mean, I was kind of think the same thing includes. It's nice to catch up. So appreciate you. Yeah. Good deal. Well, that's episode ninety six. Drake was it? Ninety six. Dude, we're four away, and yep. uh, and after that, we're shutting it down. That's it. Who are you doing for one hundred? <laughs> secret. Okay, it's working secret. on it. It's a secret, as in we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, yet. secret, as in we we got to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> That's it. The ghost of Nile Kinnick. Yeah, we're gonna bring in Kinnick. We're bringing in Kinnick now. Well, hey, see, the the number one would be Gary Dolphin. Oh, that's my number one wish for one hundred. We're trying. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, but if we can't get Gary Dolphin, we have something. Do your do what you do best. Oh, I've already I've already been on the phone and talked with them, and we just have to find a time to do it. So. Um, next one's 97 what are we doing for for that i uh, i'm just hopefully just... not talking about you because i will shut my laptop i'm doing a solo episode <laughs> baby i'm talking about how i still got records on the board <laughs> and we're oh. gonna have no more subscribers because you all right that's it we that's what 100 not 175 minutes worth of dad sean welsh wash up walk-ons content thank you guys for listening again sean thanks for joining and uh, stay tuned because we're rolling up on that 100 fast. So, heart don't have stars, and that's it. Walk on out. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz. And I'm Lindsay Zarniak. And together we'll be hosting the On Her Her Turf Turf podcast. podcast. This summer, On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and be sure to follow On Her Turf on Twitter and Instagram too. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.